Welcome to the MUFG Global Markets FX Week Ahead podcast with Derek Halpenny, Head of Research Global Markets EMEA and International Securities. It's Friday 21st July 2023 and join in Derek to pose some questions on the financial market themes for the week ahead is Samino Kamei, Senior Analyst, Global Markets Research at MEFG. The following podcast is intended for professional investors and eligible counterparties only and not for retail clients. Any content should not be regarded as an offer to conduct investment business or an investment recommendation, but for information purposes only. Hi, Samino. Hi, Derek. It's great to have somebody like you from Tokyo, being in Tokyo, joining us uh, for today's podcast. We thought, given the BOJ meeting next week, that it would be great to have a, a kind of a discussion in regard to uh, the, the the BOJ uh, policy meeting next week and whether or not there there, there might be a, a change in monetary stance. So, I guess given given you're in Tokyo and and uh, I'm I'm here in London, what what what, what do you think the the expectations are in in there in Tokyo? Do you, do you sense any difference in, in expectations relative to outside of Japan? Thank you, Derek. Um, I'm happy to be able to join this call today. And um, I think there is no big difference between participants in Tokyo and broader market participants. And expectation for a possible policy change in July meeting came down since Governor Widow's comment in India on 18th when he said, if our assumption is unchanged, our overall narrative on monetary policy remains unchanged. But today we also had the headline that um, BOJ sees little need to act on YCC now. But there was also a comment followed that BOJ is set to reach final decision after viewing latest data. So we still have a different view to the general market participants. Okay, great. Yeah, no, I, I must say those those comments today have, have definitely moved the dolly end market. So um, yeah, it's interesting to to hear that there's a bit of nuance in in, in those headlines. So you mentioned, Samino, uh, we have a different view. So for, for listeners, can you can you kind of run through that? Okay, um, the key is um, in the 18th comment of Governor Weather, what is the assumption he mentioned? Um, I haven't seen the official transcript yet, but when I watched the interview, before the comment, he said, there has been a recognition that there is still a long way to go to achieve sustained and sus- a stable inflation of 2%. And he continued, with that recognition in mind, BOJ has continued monetary easing under yield curve control. He also mentioned that the assumption of inflation is distance from the target will be reassessed in each meeting. And this July meeting provides an updated forecast, which is, I think, an ideal opportunity for BOJ to change the assumption. Okay, great. So we, we, we think, what, what do we think in terms of what, what might be announced if if YCC was changed? 
Well, um, one possible um, thing that could be announced is that um, YCC to be um, terminated and also um, widening the um, fluctuation band is also an option as well. Okay, <clears throat> good. Derek, um, by the way, based on the expectations and positioning and on a broader basis, what do you think the dollar in reaction would be on the possible policy change? Yeah, well, I think, you know, obviously we need to take into the context, as you've mentioned, Simeon, what's happened this week with dollar yen rebounding. And it seems definitely the YCC speculation has has come come off a bit on, on the back of these comments today and and away does comments. So, you know, dollar yen's up what, 1.3% as we speak. So in the context of, of now a YCC change announcement next week, it would obviously be a bigger surprise than what it would have been, say, if we were speaking a week ago. So in that context, you know, looking back at the December YCC change, you know, we had a, we had a five big figure move on the day of the announcement. Now, at the beginning of July, we set our forecast for Q3, the end of Q3, at 136 when spot was trading at 145. So, you know, ultimately, we were incorporating a nine-big-figure drop in the third quarter. Now, obviously, we've declined since then, um, but we're, we're, we're moving back higher again. So, I think we need to incorporate the, the JGB market, I would assume, you know, either a band widening to plus or minus 1%, so a 50 basis point increase, or a full scrapping. Either way, I think you'd definitely get a 30 basis point move immediately, maybe even more. And I think, you know, similar to December, the, 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 the knee-jerk reaction, we could easily, especially now that speculation has come, come, come back off, yeah, we could, we could see a, a five big figure move on the day, no problem, and back down towards that end Q3 target that we have of 136. Right. Then what about a much broader carried position against high yields in currencies like Mexico, peso, yen? Do you think um, yield curve control change will trigger much bigger liquidation of those kind of positions? Yeah, like I, I, <clears throat> obviously that kind of move in dollar yen is going to have reverberations um, across the broader market. You know, you mentioned Mex yen. That's certainly one of the most popular kind of <clears throat> carry trades, if you like, in terms of performance. It's been it's been unbelievable. You know, since the surge uh, in inflation in March of last year. Uh, Mexian has, has jumped by 55%. If you take the period since COVID in 2020, Mexian is up 100%. So, uh, you know, you can easily come to the conclusion that a shakeout of positions would, would be warranted. You know, when you look back at the first YCC change in December, Mexian dropped by 12%. Uh, the bank, US banking crisis in March, Mexian dropped by 8%. So a sudden YCC change maybe something similar to what happened um, in, in, in December, i.e. a 12% drop is, is something that, that could materialize, certainly if Dolly N dropped five, six big figures. I think, you know, given the 55% move over a longer period of time from March of last year, you know, a real turning point in that currency pair 
I'm not sure YCC would do that. <clears throat> you know, I think the the broader recessionary risks in the US, if, if those were to materialize, if we were to have a bigger risk off, uh, you know, where, where equity markets were to drop more substantially, I think that uh, would potentially be a more significant turning point for uh, some of those uh, very uh, uh, kind of big movers like like Mexian. But uh, YCC certainly would, would result in some kind of shakeout, I think, for sure. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting certainly to uh, to watch. So I guess going going back to you, Samino, living in Tokyo, and obviously, you know, YCC with the backdrop of of inflation in Japan. You know, do do you sense living there that inflation and the cost of living crisis is is a really big issue for? For Japanese households, yes, um, definitely. Um, I think it is a very big issue, and inflation in Japan is still relatively low compared to other major economies. Um, we have not experienced this kind of inflation taking place for a very long time, so I think most of the people are not so used to it. And my feeling living here is that even though it is still a big issue. It is receding as a topic compared to a couple of months ago because there are too many announcements of price increase almost every day. And um, recently, several major newspapers reported that in the July forecast, BOJ would revise the inflation forecast to above 2%, not only for this fiscal year, but also for fiscal year 2024 as well, and which I think will be uh, key for BOJ. Okay, okay, and and in terms of the cost of living crisis, like is it is the foreign exchange movement of the Japanese yen is that is that blamed by Japanese households as a as a reason behind the inflation jump in Japan? I think um, it is not blamed, but um, the government is taking it seriously as one of a big factor is what I do feel. Okay. So, um, Derek, I think you have been talking about the FX reaction to possible monetary policy change of BOJ, but what do you think would be the broader financial market reaction, like for long-term rates and equity markets? Yeah, like obviously if, if YCC is scrapped, you know, it, it you are talking about a, a big step towards uh, a player in the market, i.e. the BOJ, becoming potentially less involved. Although, of course, scrapping YCC doesn't mean the BOJ wouldn't buy JGBs, but the, the need to do so and it would be less. And obviously, it would be viewed as a step away from doing that. So I think there are certainly potentially Long, uh, uh, implications for for yields elsewhere. Um, you know, if you look at if you look at the YCC change uh, in December as a as a proxy, it it did have an impact on the day. I recall about an eight to ten basis point move higher in in yields in the US and on the ten year, and it, similar in in, in Germany, um, and that was just on on one day. Uh, I think 
net net though over time you know if you talk about term premiums there is certainly a, an argument to be made that it would it would um lift those uh premiums to a degree and that you know ultimately it would it would uh, result in in, in, in higher yields. But I, I think beyond the knee-jerk reaction, it's obviously difficult to put a number on it, but certainly based on December, that's the, the scale of the move that, uh, that, that we had. I think also it's important to, to remind listeners that we did have record selling of foreign bonds last year, and that demand has come back very strongly um, in the data so far this year. So even with YCC uncertainty hanging over the market, uh, there's still appetite to, to, to go abroad again. Uh, although life insurance companies have indicated in their investment plans for this year that they would be buyers of JGBs at higher yields post a YCC change. So I think there, there, there certainly would be that increased domestic demand, which could potentially be at the expense of investments into foreign markets. So. Uh, certainly implications there. In terms of equity markets, <clears throat> again, I think it would depend on the feed-through in, 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 in interest rates. Obviously, the markets are a lot more used to the idea of 10 basis point moves on tenure in, in, in a given day. So I wouldn't say in of itself it would result in much of an equity market shakeout. But obviously, we need to take it in the context of what's happening. Certainly at the moment, optimism is relatively high that we're going to have a soft landing, inflation's coming down. So in that context, you wouldn't imagine it would have much of an impact. But obviously, if risk was different, risk appetite was weaker, risk aversion was in the markets for whatever reason, then you know you could imagine it certainly having a, a broader implication on, on risk and equity market performance. But, uh, but probably not for next week, given the optimism on a soft landing that we have at the moment. Okay, great. Well, um, yeah, I think uh, that was that was great to get some context from Tokyo, Sumino. So thanks, Thank thanks much. a lot for for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to this MEFG Global Markets podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe, and contact your MEFG sales rep for more information. Come back next week for more insights from the Global Markets Research Team.